0: Women taking the lead, bonus episode. Regardless of position and regardless of the business that we happen to be in, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies, Me Incorporated. To be in business today, our most important job is to be the head marketer for the brand called you. It's that simple, it's that hard, and it's that inescapable.
1: Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Simple Loose Leaf Tea literally makes tea simple. In this subscription model, each month, you'll get a box filled with four different flavors of tea ranging from classically savory to enjoyably trendy. You'll get hot, members-only discounts for the tea shop, and you'll get everything you need to make that perfect cup of tea. The teas come in resealable pouches of 10 grams per tea, plus a few tea fillers for easy single-cup brewing. There are black, green, and herbal teas, along with some blends and decaf teas. If you're like me, you love when things just show up on a schedule and you don't have to think about it or remember to reorder. If you're ready to branch out and expand your tea palette, take advantage of the code I'm about to give you to get 15% off your new membership. Go to simplelooseleaf.com forward slash lead tea and enter code lead at checkout. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am bringing you a three-part series in these bonus episodes, and the reason for this is I've been listening to you guys. I love when you give me requests for certain topics, and it took a long time for me to bring this one forward because although I know a little bit on this subject and I'm pretty good at it, it's not something I would consider myself an expert on, nor is it something that I regularly teach and I wanted to give this topic its justice because this topic is personal branding and it's so important for us, whether you're a business owner or not, to understand what personal branding is and how you can use it to your advantage so i am bringing on someone i consider an expert she is a friend but so much more this woman katie clark is a market research social media and marketing professional who's worked with companies and industries including consumer packaged goods Nonprofit, specialty foods, live events, insurance, entertainment, and technology. And she excels at finding efficiencies, building capacity, and fostering growth. Katie is a social media influencer who has appeared on various people-to-follow lists, including 10 great MRX tweeters every market researcher should follow, most influential client-side tweeters, and the Wearables 1K. And currently, Katie is the communications manager at the Maine Historical Society and also speaks on podcasts, blogs, at conferences, and other events about market research, social media, productivity tools, wearable tech, and da-da, personal brand. Branding. So, what Katie and I covered in the conversation in this part one is what personal branding is, why it's important to give your attention to identifying your personal brand, whether or not you're a business owner, where to start, and how my book can actually help you with this, and also crafting your elevator pitch. This is good stuff. So, stay tuned. Hey, Katie, thank you so much for being here to talk to us about personal branding. I think this is a topic that a lot of people shy away from or are not giving enough of their attention to. So maybe you can kick us off one with, you know, what is personal branding and then how did you come to be known as an expert in the area on personal branding?
0: Sure, and thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to to chat with you and talk about personal branding. And when I talk to people about personal branding, they usually honestly kind of freak out and say, oh, that sounds really hard. I don't want to do it. I don't understand it. So my job as sort of an expert in personal branding is to demystify it and at its very essence... Personal branding is how we present ourselves to others. So making sure that the real you, the authentic you, gets seen in the way that you want to be seen. So that's where the work comes in is the way you want to be seen. So you have to curate that a little bit. The key really is, think about it this way, it's make yourself memorable. So if you think about nothing else about personal branding, it's just make yourself memorable, and we can talk through different ways of of how that can be done, but the genesis of personal branding actually came about back in the 30s with the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, but it really kind of came to fruition in the 90s, and people don't really think about how far back this goes. Tom Peters wrote a really interesting article in Fast Company Magazine And their cover was called The Brand Called You. And it was an issue all about personal branding. He had a quote, which I love. So I've got it hanging above my desk. And I'm going to read it to you because it's great. And it really speaks to this. It says, regardless of age, regardless of position, and regardless of the business that we happen to be in, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies, me incorporated. To be in business today Our most important job is to be the head marketer for the brand called you. It's that simple, it's that hard, and it's that inescapable. So in a nutshell, that kind of speaks to the importance of why personal branding is important. uh, Because you are the CEO of me incorporated. Um, So how I got into this was I made a concerted effort I feel like back in the day, <laughs> to build my own personal brand. It really started with social media at the genesis of a lot of these different platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I was on all of them pretty early, so built a personal brand early on. But it really came, became important for me when I knew that we were going to be building our family And I needed to have some flexibility in my life in terms of jobs and freelancing. So, having a strong personal brand that is kind of company agnostic, it comes with you no matter what job you're in, became really important to me. So, I followed a variety of different steps, which I'm happy to share with you today, uh, to build that personal brand. So, then when people think of different topics, like personal branding, or wearable technology, or market research, they think of me attached to those different things. And that helps my personal brand, they reach out to me, no matter where I am in what job, because I've built that personal brand.
1: Okay, so
0: to distinguish...
1: Um, Because something that's coming to me right away and other people might have on their mind is, you know, there's this myth that personal brand is about um, promoting yourself almost as something you're not. Right. Because almost like you're trying to, you know, like, for instance, if someone thinks like, oh, in order for me to get clients or get the job, I have to be super professional. But I'm not a super professional person. I am kind of laid back, go with the flow. I'm kind of earthy and natural and that sort of thing. So but I should have my photographs taken in a business suit, even though that's not what I normally wear. And that's the antithesis of personal
0: branding. Exactly. That is the total antithesis of personal branding. Think authenticity. Think you want the real you to show through. You don't, if you're not working in like a finance setting, you don't need to necessarily have a headshot with like a pinstripe suit. If you're more earthy and natural and you've got crystal earrings and all of that, that's what you want to show to the world. Because if you're talking about business and you're talking about attracting clients and attracting gigs and all of that, you want to attract those that make sense with the authentic you. You don't want to bring in clients or business or anything else that's the sort of off brand for what you want to do. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So it's about attracting the right clients, the right jobs, and by being yourself and promoting yourself yourself. Um, yes, it's, it's almost like the word that's coming to my mind is like projecting. It's just like amplifying or projecting, you know, your personality, who you are in a way so that it's easy for other people
0: to identify like who you are, your values, et cetera. Exactly. Amplifying is the perfect word. And I think that this actually does boil down to something that everyone understands, which is money. And I've got a great example that, um, and there's a great quote from Wired Magazine from a while back, which says, you know, no matter how hard you apply yourself, you know, if there's nothing special about what you do, you won't get noticed. And that also means you're not going to get paid much either. Mm -hmm. So my story is, you know, I know of some folks up here in the Portland area who um, had the same job and were at the same level in their job and actually worked on some of the same projects, And the person, one of the two people, was really, really good at personal branding and, as you had said, amplifying who they are and really, I'm going to say bragging because I actually love that word, bragging about their accomplishments. Now, again, these two people did pretty much exactly the same thing and had the same accomplishments, but this one person really talked to the more senior people in their company and the the C-level executives to showcase their work. Guess who got the promotion? That person. Mm-hmm. Guess who then gets more money? That person. And again, these people were the same, but one had done the work. Mm-hmm. And so it's important in terms of sort of amplifying your message and all of that. It, you know, personal branding can give you a leg up because like it or not, and some people hate the word competition, uh, but like it or not, we're competing with others to get jobs to get ahead in life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the personal branding helps you define your own story it can help you grow your network because people know you for something it gives you that credibility and then it can attract those different opportunities so it's really learning sort of the ins and outs of amplifying that message and amplifying the authentic you can help you get ahead in a very authentic way. Okay. Now, Katie, let's take it down to the ground level, because
1: I know there are probably some people, some people who are listening to this podcast, like they're like, yep, I'm on board competition, bragging, getting ahead. I mean, I'm competitive, so I mean, (laughs) I, I get it, right? Like, that's what I need to do. Okay. But I know there's some people listening who probably what you're saying is making them a little bit queasy. So let's address those concerns first, because not everyone's ready to be talking to senior leadership or to their, you know. Dream client, you know, and really bragging about what they're capable of doing. But I think, and I, well, what I imagine is the first step is just let yourself be known first. You know, yeah. I think that's the starting point for personal branding is just allowing yourself to be known by others. So, where would you have people start on
0: this journey? Good question. So I think the first thing that people need to think about is this question. What do you want others to think of when they hear or see your name? Simply that, so I'll repeat it. What do you want others to think of when they hear or see your name? So your job as part of that is to define it for them. And in doing that, there's, a, there's some really easy steps. So this is before you're broadcasting yourself and talking to senior executives and all of that. This is the internal work that you do. And you can do this with the help of others. So for yourself, you can do your own personal like SWOT analysis, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. You can really sit and think and journal what drives you. What are your values? What's your passion? One of my favorite questions to ask is, what are you known for among your friends and family? Some people have never thought about it that way, and that gives them some flashes of insight. Oh, yeah, people always come to me for this. You know, what do you have the answers to and why do people come to you? Then I would say enlist the help of friends and family and ask them, how would they describe you? What do you get complimented on the most often? That can actually be very telling. Ask ask your friends and family the three words question. You know, what three words would they consistently use when talking about you? Because that can be telling too, especially if it's sort of incongruous with what the brand that you want to promote. That's why you need to sort of develop your own brand. But often they're very helpful in you doing that internal work.
1: You know, Katie, right here, I'm going to do some self-promoting because I love that you're bringing up all these things. Because in my book, Accomplished, I have access to worksheets where people can look at their values, their superpowers, and their personal mission. And that will all be applied to a personal brand. So, exactly. so for those of you who are listening, buy my book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone buy her book. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, and oftentimes, and when I work with groups and, and, and one-on-one with folks on this, you oftentimes need that guidance. You need that template. You need those worksheets. You need something to help guide you through that process. Because when you're just staring at a blank piece of paper, it can be a little scary.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. That's not an easy process to go through, even with prompts on a worksheet. So yes, get guidance right.
0: on that. hmm And the thing, too, is these are going to change throughout your life. So when you're thinking about mission statement, and I want to talk about that in a second, because there's a whole cool sort of structure to all of this, is your mission statement now is going to be different in 10 years. And it's going to be different in 20 years or even in shorter time periods. So it's not like you're also setting yourself into stone here. Like these are fluid things that hopefully will change throughout your career. So, yeah, I think that one of the cool structure things, too, if you don't mind, if I jump into this piece, is when you're doing this work, people think about this. And, oh, my gosh, I have to write this whole autobiography and it's going to get very long and it scares me. Think about it this way. And in in, in visualize, because I'm a visual learner, visualize steps when you do this. So one of the first things you can do is craft a short, short mission statement. Once you've got that short mission statement, which will probably be a little bit aspirational, then that mission statement can actually then expand to your elevator pitch. And then those two components become the elements of your written bio and your spoken elevator pitch. So they all fit like puzzle pieces together.
1: It's really about first getting to know yourself. Because that that's going to inform what you convey to the world and what you would bring up, whether it be in conversation, talking about your accomplishments or just sharing things on social media.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So let me give you an example, for instance, and I know you probably have a ton of examples of this too, but for a mission statement, this is not, And you know, for those who are listening, it's not these huge long statements. It's very simple. Something like my solid project management, organizational and leadership skills make me the most sought after project manager at my firm. There's a mission statement. It's probably a little bit aspirational, but that's really what you want to put a stake in their ground with. And that's the first step in then building out everything else. So you're doing that internal work with yourself. You're asking about others' insights about you and you're pulling that into the mission statement. And then you're also pulling that into your elevator pitch and I don't know if you've covered this uh, before in any of the podcasts, but I actually have a formula for an elevator pitch, if that is of interest, because I like structure. So I like the puzzle pieces that go together.
1: I have not covered the elevator pitch,
0: Katie. This one's all yours. Awesome. (laughs) So when you think about the elevator pitch, it really is three components. The first component is who are you? The second component, is what do you do? And or what are your accomplishments and skills? And the third component is what do you want? And where are you going with that? So one plus two plus three equals your elevator pitch. So again, it's who are you? What do you do? And what do you want? These always get tailored a little bit to your circumstances. So for instance, if you do the who are you, you know, hi, I'm to make someone up marissa smith <laughs> i'm an entrepreneur with a thriving business coaching company headquartered in minneapolis that's the who are you what do you do or accomplishments or skills would be um, our company provides one-on-one and small group coaching to creative entrepreneurs who need a firmer footing in the structure and process of running a business in addition to coaching we create customized templates for repeatable processes Um, we found there's such a need for this in the market, and that has borne out in the numbers. We have a waiting list of clients. So there's the what do you do, right? And if you're in a business setting, you're probably going to talk about the business that you're in. And then the piece, what do you want or where are you going? And this is really dependent on physically where you are having this conversation. So if you're at a conference, it could be, you know, we're looking to expand the business past one-on-one and small group coaching. I'm dipping my toe into podcasting. And I want to expand my presence. That's why I'm here at this conference. So if someone's talking to you rather than just saying, hey, have you been here before? (laughs) When someone asks about you, that's a very sort of natural elevator pitch that when you think about those components, who are you, what do you do and what do you want? Naturally flow. And you've given them a ton of information to work with. And I've heard a couple people sort of dismiss elevator pitches and say, oh, those aren't real. That doesn't happen. You don't need those. I mean, I have several examples, including one in an elevator <laughs> where these have actually come in handy and actually gotten us sponsorships and money and other great things by having this kind of thing prepared.
1: And Katie, do you find all of that like rolls off the tongue or do you break it down? Because I've I've heard of doing an elevator pitch in such a way where you just make sure every sentence you say, right, the who you are, what you do and what you're looking for, like each component is intriguing enough and has a hook at the end of it that someone would naturally ask you the next question. Or do you find you just like,
0: bloop, tell it all? I tend to, for me, with those three components, and it could be longer or shorter than the one I just repeated, I tend to, and when I do coaching on this, kind of go through it all, because if you just say, who are you? Hi, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur with a thriving business coaching company headquartered in Minneapolis. Someone might just stop there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. I have a cousin in Minneapolis. No, no. <laughs> you want to get to the next piece in the next piece. Because you want to entice them enough for them to say, oh, you know, from a business perspective to really hook in with that. OK, gotcha.
1: OK, so that's the elevator pitch. That's that's a part of your personal branding. So people need to kind of ha- have thought about that, honed it down because, yes, I'm with you. I have, you know, met people at conferences and different stuff. And when I ask, like, who are you? What are you up to in the world? I get some very vague <laughs> roundabout answers too, or very, like you said, very dry answers that don't give you anywhere to go with
0: it. Right. And that's, I mean, the reason you go to a conference besides learning, you know, and or any other networking event is truly to network. So you want to give someone enough information to engage with you. So you want to, you've already done the heavy lifting. In doing that introspective work and working with your friends and family to learn all of this. So you're going in confident and really being able to network on a very professional level. And when you think about, I'm going to say middle management and senior management, it almost becomes very expected that you can go into any, um, you know, event or something like that being very polished in this way.
1: All right, everyone. I think that is enough to get started with. I have Katie for two more episodes, but if you want to get started, Katie gave a lot of tips on where to start, what questions to ask yourself, what questions to ask your family members. So if you didn't have a chance to write all that down, go over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash personal branding to find all that information. We'll definitely be having this discussion in the Women Taking the Lead Facebook group. So if you are not a member of that community, head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women TL. And I'm sure you can put Women Taking the Lead private group in the search bar and it will come right up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and Katie. And here's to your success. Again, thank you for joining me and here's to your success.